I can't fake cough. What? I can't fake cough. You can't act? No, I did take an acting class in, at Georgia State, though. Acting and directing. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. I what did I do instead? I wasn't good at it, but I met a lot Not of cool directing? people on it. Uh, directing was more fun, but I, I, I wouldn't say that I was good at either. Definitely. The acting was very scary for me. Uh, I had never, I'd never tried it before. I've done very minor acting. I've always enjoyed it. I get very nervous, but then the second it starts, I'm like very into it. I think it would be cool to try again, but I... Let's make a movie and let's both act in it. Fine. We're uh, we're in spooky season. The year of our Lord. Yeah. 2020. The spooky oh, season is, is upon us. So what uh, what better way to start this spooky season than with a, uh, a French New Wave extreme horror film? Yeah, this this was uh, the movie's called High Tension. Came out in uh, 2003. This was a movie that we both saw really early on in our not even just horror fandom but in our just kind of film fandom we saw this in high school i think yeah i remember i remember this being advertised i don't know if i remember seeing a preview for it i remember it coming out i don't know if it played in theaters near me but it definitely had a release and i'm unsure if it was in its original french or dubbed the first time that i saw it was uh on demand on Demand had some good stuff, man. It had some really good stuff back in the day. The dubbing sucked, yeah. but I really enjoyed, obviously, the uh, reason we watched it, which is its effects. No, the really good uh, plotting and uh, writing yeah, the, and twist. <laughs> That's why we like it. Yeah. Uh, also, we're the Cellar Dwellers. We are the Cellar we never said We never said that. I'm Colby. I'm Christian. Welcome. A this bo- is our a- first of October. Yeah, we uh, this is uh, we I mentioned it earlier, but this is definitely our favorite month yeah. of the year. We best look for excuses to watch horror movies, and this is always the best one. Yeah, Shutter I believe is doing like sixty one days of horror starting next week. Oh, thank you, Shutter. Yeah, and they're just That's doing so nice countdown to Halloween, which is phenomenal. We and I say that. starting next week uh, because we're recording this early. Yes, uh, Shutter has your back if you're looking for anything spooky, and in that. Uh, we are also focusing on only horror this month. Yeah, we're not, uh, this month we're not kind of delving into the other genres that we've uh, kind of explored in the last few episodes, or or really all these episodes. Um, Not a lot of the movies we've watched have been straight up horror. Like, I'd say the majority haven't been. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and so we wanted to kind of dedicate a month to, to the genre itself, kind of, and watch some movies that we know and love and uh, one that we are excited to watch also yeah and we've got a pretty cool lineup coming up we uh, will definitely be announcing it at this point yeah there will be uh there will be posts on our social media all that stuff but um i mean i feel like we can go ahead and reveal it here right yeah we might as well so We're uh, today as we said kicking off october is high tension film by alexandra aha yeah i think so 
guess that's how you pronounce it. Uh, but for the follow-up, we're doing a double feature, which I'm very excited about. Another film by Alexandra. Um, before we tell them what... Jesus, you interrupted my flow. I was really feeling it. Um, well, you, we don't call them double features. What do we call them on this podcast? I mean, you coined it. You said it also, so don't act like uh, it's you, only me. If you're going to make me say it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what I need to say as well. Fair enough. So you're going to make me say it? Yeah. Well, then I don't, I don't know. Uh, here on the Salad Dwellers, uh, we apologize. We got to change the uh, title on, on for the original then. Maybe. If we're going to do this. Yeah, this is a, uh, they are no longer called double features. They are called dubbies here at the Cellar Dwellers podcast. In the studio. Yeah, we're in the studio. We're in the studio. Oh, yeah. this. Hopefully this sounds better than our other one. <laughs> is this our 10th episode? It, it should be for us getting our act together. I think with so. Yeah, I think it might, we might have maybe figured it out on this 10th episode, but we'll see. We, we don't want to speak too soon. We might no, not figure it out. No, we do not want to speak too soon. Because <laughs> this could go horribly uh, any second. But, um, yeah. Bef- uh, okay, so what are the... Yeah, yeah. We, we said the dummies. <laughs> So what we're going to follow uh, High Tension up with is another Alexandra Aha film, The Hills Have Eyes remake from 2006, I believe. Let me double check. Yeah, 2006. And then we're going to uh, do Evil Dead remake the as remake, well yeah. from, I believe, 2013. Yeah, I'm excited about both those movies. They're both really, really good. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. They're both uh, brutal as hell. Uh, and there's a rule in the house. Uh, Hannah, who you heard on a loved ones episode, uh, said that she uh, will not allow that movie, that movie being The Hills of Eyes, to be played in the house when she is home or if she is coming home in the time that it's on. So we're going to have to figure that one out. She's yeah. seen the Evil Dead re- e- uh, remake, though. Thought. She was fine with it. Yeah, she liked it. I don't know if she liked it. She's shrugging. She's in the She's in the studio. Uh, and then following that, we are doing one that we have not seen, which is very exciting. One that we didn't know about until I recently. Had, we, we've got to shout out this list at this point, which is uh, watching lots of stuff is the handle <laughs> so on <vague>. IMDb. <laughs> it's so vague. And the title of their list that they've made, uh, starting in 2013. He's been doing this for so long. And he updated it 11 months ago. So that's less than a year ago. Did he stop? I think he he takes breaks. Oh, okay. I mean, mean, good for him. Well, here's the title. It's Top 1,000 Plus Goriest and Most Gory, Violent, Disturbing, and Extreme Movies of All Time, parentheses, ever, exclamation point. There's so many adjectives. (laughs) Yeah. And he gives these, like, blurbs uh, throughout these like reviews on the list half the time he's not even talking about the movie he's just talking about whatever the fuck he wants to talk about he gets a little eh, politically and socially every once in a while that i don't really uh (laughs) like by any means uh but as a collection of a list there is we have to respect the effort gotta respect the effort and we found this next movie or i found this next movie Via this list, it's called Homesick, 
And it's Adam Wingard's first movie. A director that we really like, we, but yeah. have not seen this this debut. I didn't his. even know this existed. Yeah. I had never heard of this before. And if you're not familiar with Adam Wingard, the way that I was introduced to him was through um, uh, You're Next, I believe was the first thing that I saw by him. I knew about him prior, and I believe I saw, um, oh, what's it called? A Horrible Way to Die. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and it didn't like wow. Me. I really don't remember it. Like, sure, honestly, I'd have to rewatch it at this point. But then I saw your next in theaters. Your next and is it so kicked good. my ass. Yeah, like I hadn't had that much fun with a horror movie since Cabin in the Woods. Like when I saw your next, I was like, oh, this is the indie Cabin in the Woods. This like, is this everything is so that I wanted. Awesome. Yeah, I love this. I agree. I had a great experience with it. Also, and then theaters. yeah, he did the guest, which is fucking phenomenal. And uh, he's gone on to do bigger things, which we don't need to talk about a couple of them, but he's got the Godzilla vs. Kong movie coming out. We're both excited about that. So we're doing his first feature. Which, yeah, interesting because none of his other movies, I mean, are, some of them are very horror-based, but I wouldn't say yeah, any, you're of them, next. any of them uh, really come to the level of something that we would watch for this podcast, but based on what we've heard about this first one... Yeah, it does seem a little bit more a, extreme than his other. Uh, it's got a pretty stuff. good reputation behind it in terms of the extremity and the gore and the graphic nature of it all. It uh, also the synopsis. I let you read the back of it. I bought the DVD from uh, fucking Amazon. Movie Stop, right? Yeah, like, Movie like Stop, baby. Movies. I'm just gonna say Movie Stop every time from now on. So I bought the DVD because there is no Blu-ray of it, and it's got Bill Mosley in it. Which is like the biggest selling factor for me. I fucking love that guy. And Adam Wingard's first movie, so it sounds crazy. It's got a 4.8 on IMDb, but it's supposed to be insane. And it's what? What's the character? The Suitcase Man or something like that? Yeah, the reading the back. Mr. Suitcase. The paragraph on the back of the DVD is a journey. It's bizarre. We won't spoil it for you. No. Look it up if you want. Well, we also we, don't know anything other than that synopsis. We will go in pretty blind, I think. Yeah. And yeah. we're super excited to get to that one for sure. But the last movie that we're going to watch over the month is one that we both love so much. Uh, and there's so many sa- so much sad context behind it. So it's it'll be a, it'll be a hard watch, but I there's love. even more sad context than I think you realize that I'll bring up on the pod. Oh, Personal sad context. It's Green Room. It's Green Room, and I'm so excited. I love that fucking movie. Yeah, Green Room is incredible. Obviously, Anton Yelkin is is gone at this point. Is it Yelkin? I always thought it was Yelchin. Yeah, you've always been bad at pronouncing things. So one hundred percent, I don't, <laughs> I don't uh, disagree with that. So I at can't all. say that you are wrong, but I'm just gonna assume. That's fine. Let us know. Let <laughs> Either us know way, we're, we're gonna wrong. we're gonna end the month on uh, a, a tried and true movie that a movie that we love, a movie that deserved a lot more uh, notoriety. It could have been nominated for so many Oscars. Did you see his follow up, Hold the Dark? Yes. Did you like it? I did not see it. Uh, I barely remember it at this point. Okay. I still want to check it out. I don't remember disliking it. I uh, I liked Murder Party a lot. I and did. I thought Blue Ruin was dope. I didn't think it was as great as everybody said it was. And then Green Room paid off. Yes. Like, Green Room was what I wanted Blue Ruin to be. I saw Green Room in theaters, I think, three times. See, that's what I was going to say, man. That's what I'm saying. I'll just get rid of it here, man. Uh, Green Room was the first movie I saw in theaters after my stroke. Wow. Yeah, and it was intense as shit. I thought I was having another stroke. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's not <laughs> a, a relaxing movie uh, to sit through in theaters. No, I absolutely loved it. But I like I still had a cane at that point. 
Wow. Crazy imagery, right? Yeah. Edge of your seat, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Literally, because like, <laughs> I, I was so stiff. Yeah. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, we also wanted to, well, you specifically, before we go into today's movie, wanted yeah, to give yeah. a little shout out. Of so sorts. it's kind of keeping with the little housekeeping that we're doing right now. Uh, I've heard from a few people, a few, a few friends, a few acquaintances uh, that have been keeping up with the podcast that they actually watched a few of the movies. Kind of like following with, along. And they're kind of following along with us. And not a lot of them were uh, versed in this world. No, but they seem to be enjoying themselves. Yeah, I, positive feedback, which was surprising. So I'm not gonna, I'm not it's gonna upsetting, shout, I'm not gonna shout anybody out by name because we don't want to give out any private information. But once we have a Patreon, we'll shout you. We out will, by name. we will, uh, <laughs> we, we will continue to appreciate uh, you guys if you want to follow along and watch these these sometimes messed up movies. Yeah, please. Uh, if you're following along, let us know. Let yeah. us know what you think. We want to uh, hear. We want to hear uh, the hit opinions. us up on Instagram. On Twitter, at our email, which is what, Colby? CellarDwellersPod at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah, just hit us up. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, we're pretty easy to find on all of the uh, all the two platforms and the email. Yeah, we really do want to hear from you. And if you have any suggestions moving forward for what we should do, uh, like I've said before, we've got a good list going. But uh, we've thrown in a lot of... A lot of random stuff yeah. recently. Just, we also we all we always like adding to the list. Yeah, we don't really plan that far in ahead uh, outside of like these little like mini things mm-hmm. that we're doing like for October and whatnot. So with that out of the way, today let's talk about attention. a movie. Let's talk about a movie that we came in with expectations that because we had seen it, but I think we both agreed it had been about ten years. Yeah, and I, from our last watch, I also think it's fair to say that this kind of bursted our uh, bubble for like extreme cinema type of stuff. Definitely, yeah. Like this uh, was an early one in that regard of seeing something more graphically violent and very gory. Yeah, I for me, I found this movie at Blockbuster. I I was in the process of like kind of working my way through the horror section. Uh, and I was not well versed in like the horror world at all, so I was just kind of grabbing what sounded interesting. And I had probably seen a few horror movies up to this point, and I grabbed High Tension because I was like, "This looks cool." Oh, it's in French. I I took French in high school. I was into that. That's cool. And yeah, it was first a, time. First time reaction. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how much I liked it because it was like you mentioned, kind of the first uh, our first experience of oh, this is like. Very gory, and there's and a, you knew a nothing lot of about it prior, correct? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, and so I think from that point on, like, like I'm sure you did, you kind of searched out some more oh, yeah. French stuff. Because... Well, especially when I'm sure you felt or came into the same uh, information when you looked into the movie after watching it, because you obviously did. Yeah, you saw that it was called this thing called like the French New Wave of Extreme Horror. French New Extremity or something yeah. like that. I mean, there's a couple books written about it. That's crazy. I would be very interested in reading those books. Same. And I would be very interested in participating in like one down the line. Seriously. these movies are great. They're really good. Um, I would love to... Well, that would lead me to like learning more of the historical context around when these movies were made. Because True. as we've said, we'll cover some of these down the line. Yes. Uh, but these include movies like Inside Frontiers and Martyrs. 
Frontiers is about civil unrest, really, at its core. Mm -hmm. uh, and Inside and Martyrs are kind of their own beasts that I don't yes. really even want to... Also, uh, another kind of underrated one that I always forget about is Them. That's a good one, too. Yeah, Them, uh, I've only seen once. That's the... I think I've only seen Not once. To, well, also. fuck it. If you're listening to a podcast about horror movies, it's going to yeah, get spoiled. For sure. Them is the one with like all the kind of like hooded kids breaking in to I the house, so. correct? Yes, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I just remember it being really unsettling, but I don't remember much about it. I don't if it's... I, I'm pretty positive I saw it. Yeah, now I kind of want to rewatch it. Either hey, way, the point we'll is see. that we definitely want to continue in the world of the French extreme stuff. Because yeah. that's a world that we that we really appreciate and that we like a and lot. this was our starting point and uh my first reaction to it the first time i saw this i fucking loved it yeah absolutely loved it thought i had found like the new best horror movie but as we have uh kind of hinted at a little bit that we're stumbling over is uh it kind of only holds up for that first watch. yeah the i mean in reality we will get to the the kind of horrible twist that there is at the end but once you have watched it once and know what's coming it the movie really does kind of fall apart in a lot of ways it, it could be argued that structurally it's unwatchable yes uh <laughs> there's no explaining no that no. really you can even do in your head to make it it make sense no um well I mean, obviously certain scenes, but as a whole, no, it makes absolutely no fucking sense. The, so, so to get into it, it's about uh, these two young French women. Uh, they're on a road trip to one of their, I guess, it's the, childhood uh, home. Is that uh, what I can't. Oh, I've got their names right here. Un momento, por favor. Alex is one of them. And Marie? Yeah. <laughs> Alex, well... Alexia, but yes, Alex and Marie. Oh, damn, dude. It's all done. No, I'm saying you did a good job. Yeah. It's all done, dude. Nuts. Don't touch me, dude. COVID, baby. Come on. We're it's October, COVID. baby. COVID's still around, dude. It's back in... Oh, maybe I'm predicting the future right now. Are we in a second wave? <laughs> God, I fucking hope not. God. <laughs> Edit this out or don't. Whatever. I might. Oh, the weird. Needs to know. What? Wait a second. This is live happening right now. Holy shit. Who's Jimmy in the movie? The, I think it's the gas station attendant. That's the gas station attendant? I think so. Okay. Well, that character is played by Franck Calfron. Fon. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Anyway, it's the director of the Maniac remake. The guy? What, really? Yeah. Look. That's definitely that dude. Wow. And, that, and uh, Alexandra Aha uh, produced the Maniac remake. So they're just buddies. That's nuts. That's a cool... Learning little, something on the fly. That's a cool little Easter egg. So, yeah. So, the whole movie starts... <laughs> the Maniac remake's great. We'll eventually cover that. It definitely deserves a space on this yeah. podcast. It's uh, Elijah Woods. Dude, okay. Continue. Shit. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, love Elijah, baby. Come okay. On. Who doesn't? So, the movie starts with Marie and Alex on this kind of like road trip going to see Alex's family. Yeah, it seems it's a very like nice opening. They're kind of innocent in the car. Yeah, they're having a good time listening to music. It's a little grungy in terms of the film style. It's, it's like the, it's, it's grainy. grainy. Yeah. yeah. And it stays that way throughout. 
I kind of like that look. It gives it kind of an old like grindhouse look a little bit. It's nice. It uh, it honestly feels like a Texas Chainsaw type situation. I know we talked about that with uh, Gummo, mm-hmm. but this I think more is going it forward overtly. Uh, Definitely. Whereas Gummo pulls it off naturally. Uh, but they're going through this, and then just along the way, we're introduced to this weird, sinister type truck. Yeah, it's just a creepy van, a big gray van, uh, and there's... Is it a van? It's like this giant, like, industrial enclosed van, if it's a van. It's it's a bizarre-looking vehicle. Yeah, early on, before the the girls even get to the the childhood home that they're going to, yeah, we're introduced to the the antagonist of the movie, this nameless... Man. Man wearing a jumpsuit. Gross, gross man. Who uh, is in the driver's seat of his car, and I don't want to say what he's doing. That is his introduction, isn't it? The first thing we see is him doing something that is... uh, You know what, man? We gotta be... We gotta let the people know what's going on. (sighs) I mean... Is it you? Yeah, I'll do it. All right, here you go. I don't think I would ever say this sentence out loud, but here we go. So we're just this character. Also, before I get to the This is stuff, probably the grossest thing in terms of just being like, God, that's messed up. Yeah. It's just the rest messed. is just gore. Yeah. Yeah. The so we're introduced to him. He is in the driver's seat of his creepy van, truck, whatever. And we see him, you know, pushing a lady's head down in his lap area. Assu- and we're we're assuming some things. We're assuming I don't know what you're assuming. I'm assuming that he's having a consensual time in his van with his wife, but hmm. my assumption was wrong. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, let's just say he tosses the head out the window. It, yeah, there's no other way to say it. it was, uh, yeah, and then drives off. That's our introduction to this to this guy. It was gross. And you uh, immediately said, I must note, uh, that's a good head effect. The, the head did look pretty pretty good. Not the getting head, but the head, the like beheaded head. I know, but you did say that's a good head effect, and I thought that was... But you agreed with me, so... Yeah, because <laughs> I think you're correct on both angles. <laughs> so beyond that... Can we, before we even move on, can we just talk about how lame the, like, that guy is? From the get? Yes. Yeah. It's like, there's terrible. nothing interesting about him. He's a horrible. No, he's, villain. he's speechless. Like, he doesn't say a word throughout the whole. That's thing. not true. He does speak. When does he speak? He speaks at multiple points. Well, doesn't fucking matter. Well, that ruins even yeah, more of it. Exactly. But he he doesn't speak for like the first half of the movie. <sighs> well, I'm not paying that close of attention. I've seen saying, this before. I'm just saying. He he is has no charisma. He's not even that scary. He's just a slow walker. Yeah. I mean, well, he doesn't do anything. Come on, man. Like, uh, Michael. Michael? Mike? Mike Myers? Come on, man. <laughs> Mike Myers. Leatherface. What? I guess what? Hellraiser. This felt like just a ripoff of all of them combined. That, like, this one character. It was just like, yeah, let's just throw everything into Yeah, one. I mean, it's Without the issue is that he's lazy. Like, that's, like, his development doesn't matter because of the twist. Yes. Which we'll get to this. This movie's become known more for it having a dumb twist, a nonsensical, shitty twist, yeah. than its gore, which is what I heard about it first. I mean, the gore factor is pretty good in this. Oh, I'd I say there's that's one thing still that, holds up. that we agreed about the the like action in this movie is pretty good, and it looks yeah, yeah. better than it should probably for a 2003 
Well, it's why movie. it's why he got so many jobs afterward. <laughs> like, yeah. and that's why he's only done horror. Really. And and we should say we like a few of his other movies, but there's some yeah. misses there. He's he's definitely made some shit that's just kind of outright bad, but he has made some stuff that's not as well. Honestly, I High Tension is not his best movie. To me, his best movie is Hills of Eyes. I would probably agree. Yeah, I think Hills of Eyes is his most successful outing. Uh, but other ones that I like, I think Piranha 3D is fun as hell. I still need to see that. It's so fucking fun. It's gory as shit. Jerry O'Connell's in it. It's fantastic. I, I am excited for that watch. Uh, Piranha, Piranha 3DD. Uh, he did not direct, and it's trash you hate it every second of it. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But it is the sequel to Piranha 3D. And you hated Crawl. I did hate Crawl, but Horns is underrated. I think Horns is very underrated. I think it's very. I haven't read the book. Um, Joe uh, Hill. Joe Hill. Yeah. 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 Great writer. Yeah. I have Um, not read that, but uh, I did really like the movie. He's a good director for the most part. So, yeah. So, from there, we're introduced to this guy, and then we go to uh, Alex's uh, parents' house, is where they end up. The landscape. Is pretty it's beautiful. It's like, like Southern France, I, I think. I don't know if it was just the DVD, because I, I have this from back, yeah. back in the day of 90. Uh, is that a Bill Cosby voice? No. <laughs> no. Are you sure? Yes. I'm positive. Please, no. <laughs> no! So, back in the day. Back in the day! Is that still the same? It sounds... Jesus. All suspiciously right, well, like Bill Cosby. I will, I will do better. I will do Better Bill Cosby impressions? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, so when I first saw this film... When I first saw this film... That's better, I guess. That's British. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I got it on DVD. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if the uh, edition that we saw, because it's on Prime. We watched the unrated version. of As of this recording... Uh, high tension is on Prime. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know that. But I don't know if it will be when this comes out in October. But it is on Prime now, but it's the R-rated version. And I don't know what that means, so I know I have the unrated one, and that's what we watched. I didn't remember any differences. I don't recall and didn't want to risk it. I didn't want to watch it twice or have to look up more information. So, we watched that, and with that in mind, uh, it seemed a little blown out. Uh, maybe a little uh, tight, maybe full screen type situation. Yeah. It... Uh, so I don't know if we saw the perfect aspect ratio, but it uh, it still looked it still looked good. cool. Yeah. Uh, and I do think there is a lot of tight shots still, <laughs> like very close up shit. What? Oh, I remember my point that I was going to make earlier. Uh, Alexandra Aha, I would say, is like a talented director. Like you can no one hundred percent in his movies, even the ones that we don't like. Like Dude, I don't give him. I don't give him any fucking credit for crawl. I really did not like crawl. I thought it was just boring. I don't care what you think. <laughs> I, do, I really. Hannah can attest. I hated crawl. That's too strong of an emotion to feel for. I was movie. so. I, it's not worth it. You're it's right. not. You're right. All I'm saying is that he's Thank he's you, like clearly a talented dude who makes just bad movies sometimes. He makes movies for money. Yeah. And I, mean, I think he's done that since High Tension, but he happens to hit out of the park every once in a while. Sometimes they work better yeah. than others, yeah. And I think he has, like, a little bit more passion with it, like, with The Hills Have Eyes. Like, I think he genuinely cared about the Wes Craven original. Because he... Have you seen the original? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's save this for that movie. For sure. 
So back to high tension. See, all of his other stuff is more interesting than this, than this fucking movie. This is a hard movie to talk about because we both have positive emotions geared towards it. But not but, after this. But theme. rewatching it, since we already know what was what the twist was, it's just it, it absolutely is unwatchable, I think is is the right yeah, way to, to describe it. Uh, I pulled it up and you told me not to read it on purpose uh, until this. Roger Ebert's review. Yeah, I want to hear about it. Which that rating is hilarious. Uh, I thought he gave it a zero, but he gave it a one. Okay, uh, which well, is, one is almost which worse. Is better, <laughs> I think. For well, no, no, you're right. I think it I think a worse. one is worse. He gave, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, he gave the Hills Have Eyes remake a zero, which is fucking hilarious. Rog. He didn't like. Uh, well, yeah, he doesn't like. Uh, yeah. Oh no, some... no, 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 no! I was wrong. He gave the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake a zero. Oh. He gave the Hills Have Eyes a one and a half, which I'm actually kind of surprised it was that high. Oh fuck! He did P two. Uh, Alexandra Aha, he wrote it. That movie P two, the one that takes place in the office building, garage. yeah, in the par- parking garage. I'm like Josh Peck in that Christmas Eve. Oh, I don't fucking remember. I saw it once years ago. Anyway, so on high tension, that's this fucking movie. Uh, Roger Ebert's review is titled "High Gets Low Marks for Plausibility." One out of four. I mean, I get it. I understand that. that review we said this movie this came out in uh, 2003. He, uh, this review was posted in 2005. So maybe it got uh, pushed back in the States. That, that, would, definitely that would make, make sense. more sense. Yeah. Yeah, this movie, the cut that we saw is the NC-17 cut. Which I don't even, it doesn't feel, this feels like an R-rated movie. Shit in the States very rarely gets NC-17 for violence, but that's why it's unrated is because... It, they they just wanted them to clean it up a little bit, and they didn't want to, so they just released it unrated. And that makes more sense. And the I can't say there 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 seems to be different cuts on the DVD because it had multiple like a, French like cuts few. and multiple English cuts. Yeah. Uh, but we just watched the unrated French director's cut, uh, which had this faceless, really mindless, nonsense, nothing killer uh, showing up to this house, knocking on the door. After they've settled into this beautiful estate, he just starts wreaking havoc. Like, that's the entire plot. There's no rhyme or reason to it in in any way. No, no, no. no, no. And it's, like, so frustrating because there's, like, you don't know why he's doing anything. And and in most movies, there would be a why. At least to start out. Like, to give you some sort of motivation or give you some nuggets there's zero, along the way. There's zero motivation. Yeah, there's zero motivation for this, which could be scary. And I do recall the first time I saw this, that did impact me in that way. Definitely. I remember being pretty scared because the, the first well, time you're watching confused. it, the first time you're watching it, you're just like, oh, this is this doesn't make sense, but I'm like, okay with it. And then the violence happens. You're like, oh, this is a different level. And that's where this movie still holds up. Yes, it's not as graphic as I remember, obviously. It just can't be. But I've it looks, seen but it, it still holds up. Yes, still absolutely. looks really good. Uh, but we've seen too much at this point. Uh, too true. Yeah, we've seen way too much. So this is not nearly as intense. The uh, so I would say the the first kind of bit of violence that we get is is right when the this nameless boring uh, villain walks up to the this house. The dad answers the door and kind of immediately takes a knife to the face. He, uh, it's the like Sweeney Todd. Oh, straight razor. razor. Yeah, what a boring choice. Like, this is like... At the time, when I saw this when I was like 17, 18, it was cool as shit. 
Yes, it's, it has not aged. Nah, anymore. it was pretty dumb. Well, it also just becomes one of the many uh, implausible parts of what happens in the movie. But that said, we are right after the the dad gets uh, the straight razor to the face. It, that's when we start to get the the bit of uh, extreme nature that we love on this podcast, and <laughs> he. The villain uh, pushes the dad's head through the what are they, what are they even called the banis the like uh, the railings of the, the railings like, uh, of the stairs yeah the ban the, the like banister railings I don't yeah. fucking know and pushes his head through it apparently he's stuck he can't well, get he, out well he got his head like smush kicked through it like uh, it's like it was wedged through it okay so it's like a it's like a young kid sticking its its their head. <laughs> No, don't apologize. Sticking it, it makes sticking sense. its head through uh, a banister, like of a balcony or something. Yeah, and then just being like, "Oh, you got a And then the villain. We need to call this guy something. He needs a name. Dad. A better name. Father. Okay. No. I almost had you. Almost had me. Chris. No, that's too close it's to my Chris. name. No, let's <laughs> call him... Uh, Dude, no, it's a different uh, name. Uh, Daniel. Okay. <laughs> so, Daniel, honestly, this first kill is, like, too elaborate. It's cool. It's really dumb. Like, it's it so makes dumb. no sense why it's happening, but it's it's fucking cool to see. He... So, this... It also, you can clearly see the cut. Uh, Definitely. But, so, the dad's head is stuck through this, these railings, and... What does he put? He the Daniel. Daniel uh, yeah. pulls what a like a desk or something. No, it's like a, like a uh, not in it uh, like a dresser or like a bookshelf type thing that's just like in the hallway, like and, decoratively. And just takes it and pushes it across his head. How, I don't even know how to describe that. Oh, he's he smashes it was awesome. his head. He well, his head his, his head sticking it. out the banister. Like his body's on the stairs. His head sticking out of the banister of the railing. And then he takes this, like, dresser-type object and just shoves it full force toward his head, and it decapitates him. And then it's just this visceral blood spray, and it's oh, fucking dope. But you can see the cut where they uh, where the effect happens, There's which a lot is of fine, spray. but it's, it's still, still fucking bad. It's pretty cool. It, this, this is the moment where we were watching, because leading up to this moment, we're like, okay, this is dumb already. In, in the rewatch, and then this happens, and we're like, kind of back, pulled back in a little bit. We remember what yeah. we liked about this movie. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, definitely the moment that reminded me of, like, okay, yeah, this movie still has some merit. Yeah. Because the more that I remembered the plot, I was the more I was just interested. And what what is a big bummer about this movie is that the action is very spaced apart. There's not a lot that happens. There's some big lulls. Yeah, it's... I remembered it being way more fast paced. It it still I, I is. Had the same, I had that same memory, but it's not. It's not fast paced, but it still feels short. Thankfully, yes. Uh, it's only an hour and th- uh, thirty five minutes, yeah. I think. But it feels like more things should happen. Yeah, the movie, I think. and not a lot does. The there's just these like three different, three to four different locations that really happen. That's true. It's just set pieces. Exactly. When we think about it, it's just which house, is fine, and you can make station. that work. Sure. But with this thin of a weird ass plot, it doesn't necessarily. It doesn't all join together no. in the end. Which is well, I guess 
should we just go ahead and spoil the well yeah because i mean it just he keeps going on killing that's the whole fucking movie so it's marie and alex so essentially he kills the father in a very brutal way which is is marie's or this is uh, alex's Alex's parents yes uh so he decapitates the father with the bookshelf or whatever the fuck that he did and then he goes upstairs we should say that marie to set this up was having an intimate moment of self when what, what bible verse is that uh john 316 or i think it maybe stone cold 316 king james version i think it's stone cold 316 uh is she was having a uh private pleasurable moment of self after seeing her friend topless taking a shower there's it's gratuitous it's, this is the problematic angle of the movie because this this plays into the kind of like 80s stereotype of horror of oh if you're gay then you're you're, you're, go- you're crazy yeah or you're yeah kill somebody something's wrong with you or yeah you're just a maniac you're fucking crazy so that's what this is kind of leaning into the pl- okay we we'll, to, we'll we spoil it right we now to, just to fucking spoil it. Yeah, we're we're a bit into this recording. We can say spoiler. Yeah, at, fuck it. So, uh Marie is the killer the whole goddamn time. The which, boor, the boring the boorish, boring, blubbering big boy is her the whole time, which logistically makes no sense for so many reasons. For like you see her struggling with certain objects that that Borish big boy can uh, just easily move, and I don't, I, I don't care. It's so it's, dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And I, I was reading in the uh, the trivia section on IMDb. There was the first uh, script I think set had the ending be uh, the reveal in like the last minute instead of it happening kind of like in the last third. Oh, movie. seriously. Yeah. Oh, so it wouldn't have ended with, like, that hospital thing? That would have been more interesting. At least it would have just cut. It would have just been over. It would have just been over, and we wouldn't yeah. have gotten a dumb explanation. I think that one. W- I think that would have been better. It would have been more effective. It still would have been stupid. Exactly, yeah. because it can't be explained. No, because none of it you, makes any fucking sense. Once you think about anything that happens in the movie for more than five seconds, it all falls apart. Yeah, so her being this character, there are so many scenes within the movie where we see them in different locations while events are happening. Like, they keep cutting between, and it ma- that doesn't make any sense. And they're with other people. They're with other characters while other characters are dying. So it can't be happening in her it, head. It, it, well, hmm. Now I'm, that you say I, I'm that, I'm open to an explanation. No, now that you say, well, no, 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 no. This is not giving any merit to this <laughs> fucking faulty ass plot. Okay. But now that you say that, I don't think there are any instances where she is with. Nope, there is one. Never mind. You're right. The brother. When the brother gets shot in the cornfield, she is with Alex, who is who is tied who up. Is like, tied up like ninety percent of the movie. Yeah, like the majority. Well, because the whole thing is like she's trying to get Alex for herself. Marie loves Alex. Marie loves Alex, and Alex doesn't know this, so naturally Marie's just going to murder her whole family and be like, it's safe. We don't know like anything about Alex, anything about her past. There's no, no. explanation for We don't why know their she, relationship. We don't know yeah, we don't know why they're friends. We don't know why We don't there's no why for any for any of being it. a youngin, being 
a vulnerable. We young, didn't know any better back then. Still, honestly, unfortunately, confused in terms of Christianity and politics. Around the time I saw this movie, I just thought it was a dope ass, violent ass movie. I agree. I agree. I, it, it, Seeing this now at twenty eight, it's dumb as shit. Once we once we kind of learned anything about anything and storytelling and or life in general or life <laughs> this movie becomes dumb yeah it's not great uh it, I, it's still worth a watch i want to say that yes we yeah we're not saying don't watch don't it. Uh, don't watch it and that was the seller dwellers <laughs> podcast uh <laughs> no it's it's worth a watch the the effects are awesome yeah it, they're just it, really, it's really cool. they're, they're it, it's aged well you don't have to enjoy the plot or even think about the plot. Shut honestly, your brain off. Don't. Yeah, don't think. And honestly, I think going into it knowing the twist, uh, and you can just kind of enjoy it as a dumb gore movie, mm-hmm. may be a better way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't look at it as like as how we would describe the other French extreme films that we mentioned earlier. Like yeah. Those movies, I imagine, hopefully, we'll, yeah, we'll find see. out. We'll find out down we the road. We both watched, rewatched Inside semi recently, and we both say it holds up. Certain aspects don't, but yeah, overall, overall it holds up. We haven't seen Martyrs in a long time, and I haven't seen Frontiers in goddamn years. It's been a while for both of those yeah. for me, but I think in my mind, I think high tension is kind of lower on the list of of these films. When all of this first started, in my mind, it held a higher place due to nostalgia, and it it is the bottom of the barrel. I honestly, I'm going to do a ranking right now. Okay, give it to me. A a prediction rank. Out of what, five? Four. Four you can think of? Okay. Yeah, well, I'm just going to do the main four that impacted me. And I'm going to say after we do these on episodes, my ranking will be total, starting lowest to number one. High tension, inside, frontiers, martyrs. I think martyrs will still be number one. I th- I, I really hope it fucking holds up. I think I own I, it. We got it. Of we course. gotta watch it. Of course, we will. We absolutely will. I th- and I think it's on my the rankings docket. down the I think, line. I think my rankings would probably be on the same line as yours. It would just be the inside frontiers. Frontiers yeah. might be. I worse. haven't seen it. I haven't exactly. seen it. In so exactly long. same. It's that. That's the one that might flip flop. So we're already we're already trailing off. We've talked about more in this than we've talked about the actual movie. There's, but you know what? Sometimes it's gonna happen. It's it's not an unenjoyable watch. No, and I highly recommend it. And there's some really good gore shit in it. Like uh, we talked about the head decapitation. There is a let's not give too too much away. We'll just sure. say what happens, but we won't say to who or when. So there is a character that gets a uh, pretty brutal throat slit. That was I was impressed with that. I had forgotten about yeah. that. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly, baby. Why don't you like anything that I do? I just like the good stuff that you do. Which is? Not that. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, that, that girl also gets her hand cut off for no reason. That girl. Wait a Sorry, that woman. It. Oh, yeah, that woman. Dog also, also, yeah. The dog you, don't, also dies. you don't see. Yes, the dog dies. That's a thing on uh, another podcast that I believe I've mentioned previously that I uh, genuinely think everybody should check out. But Horror Queers which is a queer podcast on horror. They're phenomenal. Uh, Two bloody disgusting writers. Disgusting. Disgusting. Discussing horror films, and it's awesome, but they do a warning 
prior to films about if oh. the dog or an animal dies a lot of the time. That's smart. Yeah, it's nice. I, th- I think it's uh, kind I of think it would be safe to say that warning would exist for probably all these movies. I would say if you're listening to this podcast, you're accustomed to seeing films that that happens in. Yeah. At least at this point, if you've been listening to us. If you've been following along, you've seen some... You've seen some worse shit than a fucking dog dying. But a dog does die in this movie. It's not super graphic. You you, you it hear it looks, wins. It looks pretty bad. Well, it looks bad. The aftermath is bad. It's uh, Seeing the dog die is worse than the aftermath of the little boy. Did we even talk that the little boy dies? We did not. The little boy dies. They, they kill a child. God, how how bad are we? I don't know. We don't even, it wasn't that impactful. That doesn't even bother us. We didn't see anything. It was. It happened in a cornfield. It was one of those scenes that he became make... a child of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things that just doesn't make sense once you think about the twist, because she's... she was in a complete. It's... Alex is with Marie right there. It do... It's it's stupid. Doesn't make any we, sense. We don't but beyond to, that, we don't need to try to explain. That. Someone gets their throat slit. Someone gets a dope ass axe to the chest. Jimmy, who you said was? Oh yeah, Jimmy. We found out some uh, there's a gas station from attendant Kyle Fong, who dies. Yeah, and that's the director of Maniac, who Alexandra uh, produced. He just, he also, just Elijah Wood produced. He's just got his buddies in this movie. I don't know if Elijah Wood produced that. I may have made that up. But yeah, he's he, just got his buddies in it. And uh, he that dude also apparently worked on all of his other movies, now that I'm looking this up. Cool. Oh, yeah. So he had some... They've been friends. That's very nice. But yeah, this uh, gas station attendant takes a fucking cool-ass axe to the chest. Reminiscent of The Shining. Ge- uh, genuinely. Like, very much Like, so. kind of very same setup of shot. Uh, just dumb when you realize what's going on. Yes, another that falls apart. And then some false scary shit. And then a very... At the time that I saw this, I thought it was badass. And it made me a fan of the song... And Colby's still a fan of the band. No I mean, judgment whatsoever by any means. Colby and I have some different tastes in music. Colby likes that. And then I like some other stuff that's better than that. <laughs> so this song that plays is Newborn by Muse. And at the time, I thought it was badass. And then hearing it now, honestly, I will agree with Colby. The song holds up. The song is cool. The song is very cool. We should, we should also say, I'm not, like, a current fan of Muse. No, I he's literally said the entire time, he's like, God damn, dude, I, Muse is my favorite band. And if you tell anybody about this, we'll just continue to be good friends. We nice. should we should Ooh. mention, though, despite my own opinions on the band Muse, which may or may not be positive or negative, I won't, I won't commit to any of them right now. Well, commit this, this to memory. This scene that you're talking about might have the worst song placement of yeah, it's, any of any mo- horror movie maybe, a, maybe it's ever. It's fucking terrible. It it's makes so no fucking sense. And, we and it kills the mood. We like the song. At, and at the time I thought it was badass. I was like this is so cool seeing this like really weird kind of like symphonic rock song going on during this horror flick. It's just it was a driving so scene. dumb. It's so dumb. It's it, it's it does honestly, not work at so laughable as we're watching. <laughs> Terrible. It's like bad grind. But it leads to arguably the coolest scene next where, to the, 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 the power saw film. Where she uh, wraps a, a big stick in barbed wire. Yeah. That was well, because there's this car crash. 
she gets a big cut on her happens, arm. and then there's uh, uh, a stalking of herself. This is why it doesn't make any fucking sense, and it's so irritating. There's no explaining it. Yeah. It, like, there's no so the characters, so sense. Daniel and uh, Marie. Marie. I'm, I'm glad that you remember the real character, and I remember the fake. <laughs> the one we made up. Uh, so Daniel confronts Marie, but Marie has like this two by four, pretty much uh, wrapped in barbed wire, and just goes to town on his face. Pretty much, it's cool. And like, like that's there's a, a, cool a miny, uh, miny, minor bit of a struggle, but it's she just annihilates him, and it's 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 brutal, and it's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, and then she goes back to Alex, thinking that she is saying, killed, "Oh, it's over." That she I has killed the villain. Yeah. And then, uh, I guess she realizes herself that it was her. I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking stupid. But then, no, because they they do. Well, yes, at this point. Well, I don't fuck. Because they keep showing the dude. Right. They cut back. So he dies. We see him die. And then they. Well, we don't back. see him die. He takes a. Uh, I don't know, man. It's It doesn't make any sense. So what happens is Daniel takes a. a obliteration to the face and then gets up with this fucking giant ass very cool very cool looking prop circular circular soft that's mean fucking looking and it's dope as shit and just well uh alex flags down a driver that's on the road gets in the car but he like everything's so chaotic everything's crazy and then I guess Marie, Daniel, Marie, but it's Daniel. We're seeing Daniel do it. Shoves this circular saw through the windshield, just blood splatter. It's oh, it's so cool. It's what it's another moment. It's that awesome. was like that brings us back. And Alex is just like getting. It honestly feels like Evil Dead, like yes, like OG, sure. just like character screaming, getting covered in blood. Very exaggerated on purpose. It's it's awesome, honestly. Yeah, I agree. That that's another. It, it ends on a on a good note in that sense. That scene does. But the movie itself. Wait, how? Remind me how the what what happens at the very end. Well, after that, uh, after that evisceration, uh, Alex runs into the woods, and then Daniel follows with the saw but then turns into Marie, drops the saw, and kisses Alex. And they're that's all a, bloody. That's a gross. Just kissing, kissing, That's a gross kissing. kiss. A lot of blood. And uh, uh, then uh, Marie, no, Alex stabs Marie through the, well, not the heart, obviously, apparently just through the, not even the gut. Comes, comes like out the, the back. Sternum. Just in an area that missed apparently any important organs or anything that could kill you. Conveniently. Uh, and then Marie ends up in a mental institution, which sh- clips of it were shown at the beginning of the movie because you saw, like, the weird feet, like, swinging at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's right. Stuff like that. It's so fucking stupid. And then it's supposed to say, like, she split personality or something like that. And it makes no goddamn sense. And then she reaches toward the camera. It's... And then it ends. Bad. And that's the unrated director's cut. It's good. It's 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 worth a watch for the effects. It's a cool uh, we'll kind we'll of just fun with gory, it. fuck around, have a couple beers, or have a couple tea, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to say, uh, you don't need to drink alcohol. Don't think while you watch this movie. No, <laughs> please, please don't. don't. 
that's Please that's a mistake. Don't. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's futile. There's no reason to. You're gonna, uh, you're going to really upset yourself if you try to really dive in. Yeah. Looking forward, I think we're both <clears throat> very excited about the double feature that will be happening. Definitely. I think. I don't know which. Uh, no, I know which one I'm more excited to rewatch. Which one are you more excited to rewatch? I mean, I love the Evil Dead remake, and I've seen it a few times. So I know I like that one more, but I'm more excited to rewatch the other one because but it's been a. Insane. It's been a while. I have not seen the Hills Have Eyes remake since I started dating Hannah. And we're going on four years. Actually, when this comes out, this will be the four-month anniversary of our, the birth of our relationship. Not the exact day, but the month. October is, uh, well, happy future anniversary. Yeah, fucking thanks. But that that means since we started dating, I'm not seeing this movie for sure. And I used to, because Nick, my friend, and I really love this movie. You, Yeah, you have a very close relationship with this movie. And so I'm excited to, to kind of get back into it. I haven't it. seen and it in so long. I really hope it holds up. I know it gets nasty. I know it's mean. Mm-hmm. But uh, it'll also be interesting really because well it's the next movie after this movie. From yeah, the this same is director. our first uh, double director. We have and not. So we'll, well, we will, aside from the first dubby. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Aside from the first dubby, which is actually the real first double director, but or dubby director. Well, uh, we don't have to dubby D. You're expanding it more than I am. Oh, I will not stop at this point. (laughs) So our first dubby D was Was Joe D'Amato, and uh, you've been practicing. Oh, thank you, because I got I actually said it I think correctly this time. Because before I was saying Joe D'Amato. Oh, I was, I was, Joe I was congratulating your accent. Oh, well, I don't think that changed. <laughs> so, yeah, our first, our first, or our second WD, our second WD will be Alexandra Ahas. Uh The Hills Have Eyes, which is a it'll remake be, of the West Craven film. It'll be better. Oh, I love that. We're both confident there. And uh, we're going to do Fetty Alvarez's Evil Dead. Which I saw on my birthday when it came out. My buddy took me to see that in uh, RPX, not IMAX, but that weird like in between. Yeah. And I saw it on that huge weird. It was spiritual. That's pretty cool. It was that's a religious. A, experience. That's a cool experience. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear about that because I don't think I saw it in theaters. Oh my god! When we get when we when we watch that movie, it'll be a That'll fun be conversation next. for sure. Yeah. Uh, so really, guys, we'd love to hear from you. We absolutely would. Hit us up on uh, Instagram, which is Cellar Dwellers Podcast. That's at Cellar Dwellers Podcast. And you can hit us up on uh, email, which is what, Colby? CellarDwellersPod at gmail.com. And also on uh, Twitter, which is Dwellers Podcast, at Dwellers Podcast. Hit us up. Let us know if you're following along. Let us know what you think of the movies. We would love to interact with you. We think these every one, every single thing that we've watched deserves discussion. Yes. Yeah. We haven't watched. We haven't come across one that we just haven't been able to talk about. No, which no. I'm, which I am really. I would about. say the closest one that kind of left us a little speechless was "Come and See." But it was because it was too good, and we didn't want to give it the same treatment. We felt like it deserved better. <laughs> it was a, it was a step above. Yeah, that that's like genuinely probably a masterpiece. Yeah, and uh, the rest of these 
are wonderful in their own in their own disgusting, depraved way. So with that, we're the cellar dwellers. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.